0: me sean capri i'm glad you're here because you're listening to the most horse powerful podcast on the internet it's the xbox drive i'm on a skype call with my friend ryan turford he's the weatherman on the moose and on our journey today starfield got moved to next year so everybody panicked and jump on into the xbox drive oh!
1: greater than x
0: feeling good
1: feeling good Ryan Turford how are you doing my friend I'm doing well I'm doing well I mean well I could say I wish I could say I'm a little bit better Sean but I mean I'm just Aww. I'm looking at your camera and I'm just like yes. I'm horrified here you yes. got not one but two oiler jerseys going here like it's too much. It's too much. It Edmonton is too Edmonton
0: much. for The Edmonton Oilers are too much for the Calgary Flames to handle, Ryan. This is this is happening. We are fighting for the next yeah. best of seven games. Edmonton Oilers versus the Calgary Flames. If you have no idea what we're talking about, NHL, it's hockey. We're Canadian. What else do you want from us uh, other than for Ryan and anybody else who's jumping on this flamey bandwagon um, to get the heck off of it, man? You guys are in for a hurting Marcus O'Neill and Edmontonian. He lives in Edmonton. He's cheering for the Flames the ultimate cardinal sin well it's
1: because he knows what's up sean he knows he the, obviously um, knows the nothing when he actually sees them we'll see you know, we will I, see ryan i'm ready mm-hmm. i'm ready for the calgary flames to run wild over the Edmonton Oilers tonight it's gonna be amazing oh. so tonight's game one um i mean you know Assuming you know the Calgary Flames don't just sweep the Oilers and four. Oh, God. Over the next week, but we'll probably be talking about it on next week's show. Yes. But even so, even if the, a, a sweep does happen, I will be sure to gloat in Sean's we'll face see. about how the Calgary Flames. Just do you want to do you want to bet? Do you want
0: to do want bet, Ryan? You want to you want to put a little something on it?
1: I don't like betting. What no
0: about Sean what about a, a, if if um the Edmonton Oilers win, then I get to pick a game for you to play, and you have to play okay. it. And if the Flames okay. win. Then you pick a game for me to play.
1: Okay. What do you I think, think about that? some really bad games for you to play, Sean. There you me, go. So I'm ready for this.
0: On stream. We have to do yeah. it on stream, yeah. on the carpool gaming. So it's, like, it's kind of like for charity, basically. Like we're doing yeah. it for the people, for the for the enjoyment of others.
1: Well, I mean, there's also the selfish element of we're kind of doing it for content, too. No, sh-
0: no, no, no. <laughs> totally charitable. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> of course. For the entertainment
1: value. Okay, well, the, there it is. It's out there on the internet, Ryan. It's official. We, we officially virtually shook hands mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. like so and uh it's official so i can't wait for sean to play uh oh i got Wonder wonderworld on the shelf maybe i should send that to sean okay sean plays Wonder yeah. wonderworld
0: pirates or of the maybe, caribbean on 360 there's also
1: independence day on ps1 uh bubsy 3d uh i've got some really bad you games really do shelf, yeah so yeah should I'm be interesting this. and this is the thing like i would love for people to weigh in on
0: this like depending on what side people pick you know if you're on if you're on ryan's side you can help ryan pick games for me if you're on if you're on the right side if you're on my side with the edmonton oilers let me know what you guys think ryan should be playing should be fun uh,
1: i i also love uh, project x talks is suggested in the chat which is sean has to play monarch uh, monarch is a game we talked about at length it's like a 60 hour rpg and uh, it's not a good RPG either. And it's very hard. We should set so, a limit. Like, step.
0: I don't think that I want to make you beat a 60 hour no. game. Like, I don't know, like play like 10 hours of it or something like that or whatever it is. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah and, and that's the perfect bet length for Sean to
1: play Battle in Wonderworld because it's only oh. nine hours long. You <laughs> can say all the bad games you want
0: to, Ryan. I've got nothing to worry about here.
1: I know, because you have nothing to worry about, because you've already resigned yourself to playing bad games, Sean, because you're going to lose. Interesting. So an interesting
0: spin, Ryan. But this is fun. I mean, I'm the one out here with like an actual jersey. Like, you know, I've got the hats over here. I'm the actual fan out here. You're the fake fan. I'm not
1: going to lie. I just moved and all my all my jerseys are actually in storage at my mom's. Place.
0: Blah, blah, blah. So. blah. You are uh, you're making it. He says Calgary Flames all the way. And as I said on Twitter and as my dad would say, more like the Calgary Lames, Ryan.
1: And on that note, we should probably <laughs> clean the garage a little bit. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of ways to do that. Of course, if you're watching right here on the live stream over at youtubecom slash carpool gaming, don't forget to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed already. And then ding, 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 ring that bell, hit the dingle dangle for all the notifications whenever, you know, we go live. You know, that's that's that you want to hit that button. It's great. I think the, the
0: dingle dangle is only on your OnlyFans, Ryan. You leave the dingle dangle to the 18 plus content. All right. That's the
1: last time I'll mention it. But Sean, also, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash carpool gaming, if you want early access to some content, but also some exclusive content going up over there. So check us out, patreon.com slash carpool gaming, throw a little tip in the old tip jar, just like our two newest patrons, Sean, Kevin Ainsworth at the $3 level, and then Brendan Myers swinging in last night at the platinum producer level, $25 level, putting us. Putting us close to ninety patron shots. Damn, Pretty exciting stuff!
0: Getting really close to that next goal. I gotta actually check that out. Our next goal. What, what are we actually, doing? I think we're one? over it we?
1: we're, we're at we're over seven hundred. No, so I think we finally reached it. Thanks to Brendan Myers. What were we doing? What is this?
0: The gaming arguments? The, the nonsensical game? Yeah, the gaming yeah. arguments. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the first one, and this is not Xbox related. um And to catch anybody up, we've been toying with this idea of isn't it interesting to have these like critical and but hopefully friendly conversations about like this game is better than this game, right? We've had these like stupid arguments on Twitter and we all know Twitter's not the place for it. The place for those conversations Mm -hmm. is on podcasts. So I want to have, we're going to have people from the community representing kind of like two sides of various arguments. Are you on... The Last of Us Part One camp or The Last of Us Part Two camp. Now, like hash it out, and it'll be like celebrity death match Is basically what we're thinking here. So we're gonna do. We have to stay at the seven hundred dollar level for three months. This is gonna be a pilot that's exclusive to three dollar patrons and up. If we reach the three dollar or the three month period, then it's for everybody becomes another one of the podcasts that we do as part of Carpool Gaming. And I think we can do it. So we gotta hold the line, yep. man. We gotta hold it here for three months. But thank you, Kevin and Brendan Myers. Brendan Myers has been so supporting us forever last thing I want to say on this because I know you want to jump to it we've got a heart out at the top of the hour Ryan Kevin Ainsworth is was my guest on we the gamer cast this week and he mm. became a patron live on the show he did it like yeah. while I was chatting with him very very cool and I ruined his That's own surprise because nice. I'm always watching the emails coming on it <laughs>
1: he's like I wanted to surprise
0: always. you I'm like I was notified by my watch
1: yeah you probably got one again in the middle of the night last night too because Brendan Myers I think joined it like two in the morning or something last sure night did. so it's like sure super did. late in the morning yeah man but last two things before we move on we have a merch store so if you want to check out our merch including our xbox drive t-shirt link is in the show notes uh, or the description of this video on youtube and then last but not least sean we announced this, this morning or at least a couple days ago on monday may 23rd we will be doing a five hour live stream starting at 930 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with multiple shows, including the first ever episode of The Geek Outs, where Sean and I talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the world um, the manga essentially, as well as uh, the Xbox Drive, the PlayStation Drive, and the console war room. So, check us out. What are we doing on those shows? On what YouTube about the what
0: talk about the, the the Xbox Drive and the PlayStation Drive? What are we doing specifically? Do you remember? So am I put you on the we're spot.
1: We're doing E3 predictions. E3 predictions. predictions. I don't care if e 3s E3 canceled. I don't care. We're predicting the crap out of this thing, man. Yes, let's go. Yeah, and we're gonna have some cool guests for those. So, make sure to check us out on Monday. It's gonna be a holiday here in Canada anyway. So, what would you go outside? Please, yeah, stay it's outside. outside You're gonna. Stay inside, watch, watch, uh, some content with us and just come hang out. And then last thing we wanted to highlight, of course, the backtrackers is the carpool carpool gaming video game book club. The next game is Bugsnax, available on game pass. You can discuss the game with the community on Saturday this week, May 21st at 11 AM Eastern standard time in the discord. If you're not part of the discord yet, by the way, link is in the show notes as well. Well, without further ado, Sean, let's grab our A-tracks, pop them in. It is time for the playlist and, uh, I don't see that you played any games on the schedule, Sean. Did you play any oh, I want to
0: surprise you, Ryan Turford. Also, I didn't, okay. I didn't look at the doc before we started it. So, um, I did play a game. Thanks to my tournament bracket, I played Rise of the Tomb Raider. I haven't beaten it yet, but I, I, but I am playing it. I'm a few hours into this thing. And I am so glad that I'm playing this game, Ryan. This game is amazing. It plays at 60 frames a second because I've got all the teraflops on this thing. And, um, dude, I, I feel like, rise of the tomb raider it almost represents like a last um last go at this style of game i don't know if we can get this style Mm. of game anymore it's not stupidly open world like it's still very explorative but um very channeled in its direction and and level design kind of like gears five actually and i'm Mm. and i'm enjoying just how actually that it's constrained that I don't have an entire Assassin's Creed world to to go explore here, even though it does feel very um, Assassin's Creedy, is very much like uh, Uncharted, of course. But I don't know if gamers accept that anymore. I'm curious to know your thoughts on that before I go any further. Like, I is that sort of like the last version of this game? Is this the last kick of that can before we go? Everything's got to have every RPG element and it's got to be 90 hours long and stuff like this is still very contained and I actually like it
1: so they all so just to throw it out there this wasn't the last game that, because shadow of the tomb raider sure. was also like this as well but who cares about that one um but we know a new tomb raider game is coming from yeah. embracer group after that acquisition and i still think that it, because it's crystal dynamics doing the next one as well i think crystal dynamics is probably gonna stick with this format. i hope so i don't see them making it a full open world or anything like that they might throw in some rpg elements which i think i'm okay with yep. um but i just don't I personally like the more contained open worlds, like the smaller open worlds that are interconnected together versus large open worlds. Like that's something I like, like even in MMOs like Final Fantasy XIV, you know, what I like about that game in particular is that it's also not just this big open world either. Like it's smaller open worlds that are interconnected with each other, um, basically with, you know, different areas of of the world itself. That's how Final Fantasy XIV works. So um, I like this style of open world versus just, a giant open world so i hope we see more of this and i'm pretty sure if i had to hazard a guess the next tomb raider game will be like this as well the, i one, hope the so coming out from unreal engine 5 i don't think they devi- deviate from that what i'm trying to say is i don't know that
0: like i don't want one over the other all the time i just want variety right. right like i think we get too far into like this is i like this so everything has to be like this i hope that we can we can eventually have both because actually as we're talking about this what i'm picturing is like the maps in ocarina of time you know that or um or uh skyward sword or some of those older zelda games before we got into breath of the wild it's like i and we used to make fun of those it's like why doesn't this be like more like grand theft auto or gigantic open world stuff i like that there can be both and so i'm enjoying it. uh the game plays great the shooting and everything is is awesome and Lara is is amazing the um the one thing i will say though is i'm having some technical difficulties with quick resume is not working all that well the game will literally freeze up on me and i'll have to like hard quit it and that th- that sort of thing the only other thing though is there is a like a betrayal in in the game there's a character that betrays Lara, and it's just like i don't remember if that character's in the first tomb raider and it, i don't know if you know who i'm talking about um i don't want to necessarily yeah. spoiler it but it felt like unearned it felt like oh this person totally backs up Lara, and i'm like i don't know who the hell this person is like, I get yeah. through the t- storytelling that she's meaningful to Laura, but, like, yeah, it didn't seem like it was that big a deal. Yeah, so no,
1: they they introduced that character to that game. Yeah. And, you know, everything you know about it is fr- from that game. They do show her in flashbacks. which Exactly. Is just, like, where they want you to kind of piece together that there was a relationship between them, you know, in the past. Right. Um, and they actually, in Crystal Dynamics actually did something similar in Tomb Raider Legend as well, where, like, the main bad guy in that game was, like, one of one of laura's best friends but this that game was the first time they ever introduced that character totally as well so yeah it's like a little it's not the first time they've actually quick,
0: some 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 pretty tropey kind of cliche kind of stuff there like even the the big bad in it is this organization called trinity and it's like okay yeah. like this is we get it but the gameplay is rock solid it lo- looks and plays great i miss the crap out of tomb raider and definitely recommend this to anybody who's kind of like feeling the lull, they don't have anything new to play. Rise of Tomb Raider holds up, dude. Like it you could tell me this game came out this year and I would for the most part, I think I would believe you. Um but yeah some of the storytelling or story that the writing on it as time goes on I look at this and go, it's actually quite far away from what we would expect from like Uncharted and things like that. Yeah.
1: No, and and again that's just always been a fault of the Tomb Raider games. They haven't you know done amazing story stuff or anything like that. Um I I as a longtime Tomb Raider fan of playing the you know the early, you know, PC version games. Um like they I like the little nods and ties in together from that they do in the modern trilogy, tying back to the original games as well. And they do that a lot more in Shadow of the Tomb Raider in particular. Yeah. Um but for the most part other than nods and stuff like that, like again, not you're not really playing oh. a lot of these games for the narrative No, version. no. I'll have more to say yes. next week because I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna,
0: gonna keep playing this thing. I'm at the the Soviet yeah. base is kind of like the big main part of it so getting my weapons mm-hmm. killing some dudes
1: trying to be stealthy blowing stuff up because i'm not very stealthy of course yeah, good stuff as you do yeah how about you man um i played one game this week now mind you i played a lot of ps1 games this week because i'm getting capture footage for this other show that i'm working on greatness begins nice. which premiered this week yes um, which is our ps1 show um so i've been playing a lot of ps1 games this week but I did finish Iodine Chronicle Rising. I talked about wow. it on the show last week. That was that action RPG. It only takes about and Kevin Ainsworth pointed this out last week too. You can beat the game at 100% in like 10 hours. So okay, so 20 hours not for a me. Super long okay. RPG. Um but even if you go to how long to beat, it also is like in the 10 hour range too. So you never know, Sean. But um yeah, it's it was a really fun game. It has its problems. It's not perfect. Again, the the combat still kind of felt Kind of janky towards the end even though you did get a lot of like nice upgrades to your abilities and to the way you know combat works out because you get a bunch of different combos for your for your different characters and i like the the ability once you unlocked all three party members to have a little bit of variety because you have um, your main character, which basically like is dual wielding these like small axes, pickaxes, And then you've got a can- kangaroo wielding a giant sword that can break rocks. I talked about that him mm-hmm. on the show last week. Um, and then you eventually unlock this sorceress as well, who basically casts a bunch of spells and stuff like that. So um, I like the variety between the three different characters and being able to switch to them instantaneously was a lot of fun. Um, I just wish there was more meat on the bones with this one. And I wish they, they would have refined the, you know, the combat and the. The exploration a little bit more, especially because you're revisiting a lot of areas that you've been to before multiple, multiple times. Like there, there's this one area at the very beginning of the game called the Great Forest, which is like four or five levels deep. But then once you get through it, you'll then get a whole bunch of quests to then go back there. And then as you progress through the story a little bit, you'll get more quests to go back there. And that continues to happen throughout the entire experience. So. Um if you don't like revisiting areas for example and kind of go, like going to new areas all the time this is not the game for you um but I I don't know man I actually had a good time with this one especially it was good for like a really good budget title cuz this is not a full price game or anything like that um and, and it's on Game Pass as well so you know if you have a Game Pass account and you like action RPGs I would definitely recommend checking it out um and I guess we're just more excited because uh, for for 100 heroes the the full on like turn-based RPG that we're getting next year that is kind of getting the triple a treatment essentially because this kind of sets up the world and some of the characters that are going to be in that and then the game that's coming out next year is going to be the full kind of fledged, you know dive into that world essentially so i thought i liked it i thought it was good good for game pass um, but
0: is that even yeah, bit, good for is game that pass, a lot to say sure. i don't know if that's a bad thing to say
1: yeah i mean it's i mean it's a good game pass pickup if, if you're on the fence about it or again even if you're on playstation or nintendo switch you know it's a cheap game so, I mean, you're not spending a lot and I think you get your money's worth out of out of the 10 hours. And then there's a lot of optional stuff to do even after, you know, you finish the experience as well. So nice. There's a lot of meat on the bones with this one. So definitely check it out. I recommend it. But anyways, let's slam the brakes on this conversation, Sean, because it's time for some bu- 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 breaking news. And we only have a couple news stories this week. But man, we got a really big one to start the show off. And we got to talk about this one, because apparently, Sean, I don't know if you do this, but Xbox apparently is also a monopoly that has they got no games so Mm -hmm. uh bethesda have announced that both redfall and starfield have officially been delayed until the first half of 2023 they basically took to twitter about this and basically just posted an image saying hey by the way these games are delayed till early next year and we'll talk about them later kind of thing so we don't really have like like any reasons why or anything like that for an actual hard release date for any of this stuff so Sean. What was your initial reaction to this announcement? So
0: there's two things here. There's the Starfield and Redfall. I'm not surprised by Redfall. I'm not going to lie. I really wasn't ever expecting that to be this year. I know. I, I think that's what they said. Or maybe
1: they came back and said it afterwards. Well, they had said summer 2020. Yeah,
0: I didn't buy and that then, for a second.
1: And then the Brazil Xbox website had updated it to winter 2022 pretty recently and oh, then, interesting! And then now we have the delay until 2020.
0: But is winter summer for Brazil? Is that the issue there? Is that a southern hemisphere kind of thing? um so i think maybe we read too much into that but redfall is like what have we seen and for some reason my mindset is the same thing same situation for both games in that redfall we Mm -hmm. saw some sort of like cinematic trailer and for starfield we saw a cinematic trailer like we saw about the same amount for whatever reason i thought that was just part of the plan for starfield Mm -hmm. like we would do the fallout 4 thing we would get some sort of big gameplay reveal and then it's coming out in november as they said also they specify an actual date so a little bit different for starfield redfall i'm not like hugely anticipating it to be honest so I'm not hugely heartbroken by it and I really wasn't expecting it so that's kind of like that's my redfall talk my focus right. really is on starfield here I am blown away that this game isn't coming out they 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 showed their balls man they said the date is 11 11 22 and we're like well they don't say that unless that they're actually gonna hit that thing so pretty devastating on that front especially compared with what else do they have which I'm sure we'll get into um mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I was I'm I was personally really looking forward to this game, not getting into like, what does this mean for Xbox or even fantasy? There's a whole other conversation there. I was personally just looking forward to like exploring space in a world or a universe galaxy created by by this team. So to hear this <laughs> news, of course, I just want it to be great. All the cliche things we say with with delays. Um, But yeah, that's kind of like my overall thoughts. Like what were your kind of first instincts when uh, when seeing the JPEG?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah like i was just like you i was shocked with Starfleet, Yeah. especially like especially with them being so confident in announcing the date I, I it's so far in advance too like it wasn't like they announced the date and then two weeks later they changed it like it was really really like it was a year and a half in advance essentially is when they announced right. it so i figured that they were so confident that they could hit it that there's no way this game gets delayed unless there's like some kind of crazy emergency that you know re- requires it to get pushed yeah. and and maybe something happened behind the scenes maybe there is some trouble with its development we don't really know the full story behind it but um to see it get delayed i feel like that's the type of game that doesn't get delayed unless there's like unless there's something seriously that requires them to delay it I, I, I'm but glad you brought it's also on. possible too they just say first half of 2023 you know february this, <laughs> it's possible that this just comes out in January. yeah or February right so I mean at that account that's what a two-month delay so it's maybe not as serious as we thought like something similar happened i remember when bioshock infinite was about to come out and they had announced like a a november release date and then um they had announced they, they're they delaying the game indefinitely and then two weeks later they came out and said it's actually coming in february oh so, weird yeah yeah Oh um, well indefinitely I mean,
0: just means there's no definite date like that's the, that happened with a couple right. other games i think but people were freaking out when they wasn't that the last of us so people don't know what indefinitely yeah, means that's why people are freaking like out that too. google it yeah. damn it um I'm glad you mentioned the like, what does this mean in terms of like the severity or where is it in terms of development and stuff like that? I just like just like the word, like, I think we can it could mean anything, as you would say, it could right. it really could be anything. But I really would like to think as a as the fanboy that I am, Ryan Turford, is that mm-hmm. maybe it's not that it's catastrophically bad. It's just not that it's yeah. nine out of ten. Great. And they're trying to take yeah. it from like 8.5 to 9, if that makes sense to kind of make that analogy there. And I would say do that every single time. I think there's there, mm-hmm. there's this notion that, you know, it has that this is a sign that the game barely works or whatever else. I I don't think that's the case. I don't think you even get to a point where you announce a date this time last year. Uh, If you are if you were in that situation, I think you would know by then. But I do think that there's some mm-hmm. extra polish. And we've seen this with. Uncharted and with The Last of Us and games from Naughty Dog as well. I think this is hugely important for Game Pass for the Xbox brand and also there's we're just waiting to walk into a Bethesda game that is riddled with bugs and I I I would imagine they're just trying to get rid of that reputation as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, yeah, everything you said about you know the delay being you know needed and and a good thing I think is correct as well. Like I think that this is the the right move if the game needs it and. You know, I'm really excited for Starfield when it does eventually come out next year. Although I do feel that bad a little bit for Court Lalonde, who picked it first. I overall know, in our, and uh, Matt Carboard Gaming Pool, and he got counterpicked on dude, it, dude. So,
0: Matt, uh, but he picked both, he actually picked Redfall as well. So, I don't think he got counterpicked, yeah. but Matt called it. He he said, Matt from the PlayStation Drive, he said that he didn't have a good feeling about this game. So, kudos yeah. to him for that. I also wonder if maybe somebody at Xbox heard a rumor that uh, maybe there's some like Horizon Forbidden West DLC happening in the first quarter of next year. So, just moving Starfield yeah. to go squash all that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um obviously, you know, this news as as well as we're taking this news, definitely the Xbox community has not really it's taken not this good. News very well. Like aside from everything and, uh, I said,
0: it's not good. This is not like it's just not no. good for Xbox really. Like I think we can be honest about that.
1: No, definitely. And I think and I, that's I wanted to transition a little bit and bring in Blazeneye, nice. who I think actually summed this up well in his question this week. And he he asked, so many people re- are reviving the age old rhetoric that Xbox has no games nonsense. Whatever happened to the no crunch delays are good for games crowd. Even Phil Spencer had to come out and make a statement about the delays and listening to confu- consumer feedback. So do you think that th- that this is outrage leads to the teams at Microsoft to consider crunching to meet deadlines in the future? Or do you think that means that we just stop seeing release date predictions going public? So first of all, one thing I will say about this that we haven't touched on yet is that you know, I've been in the camp for the longest time saying that I don't think Forza, Forza Motorsport is coming out this Agreed. year. Um, I thought that was a next year game, but mm-hmm. I think after something like this happens, like if there's a chance that that game can come out this year without Crazy Crunch, they will make that game come out this year to have a game this fall. And because otherwise, I think they were banking on Starfield at least a little Being bit. Being the but game. That's just the way I'm looking at it. I mean, maybe it, we,
0: if we do an E3 Predictions episode, maybe on Monday
1: we'll get into into some of this stuff as yeah. well yeah we're definitely going to be predicting some of this stuff but as far as to, to answer kind of blaze question i definitely think that i think microsoft's just going to stay in the course i don't see them really you know taking this feedback and consider crunching to meet deadlines in the future more than you know they might crunch already because I, I mean we all know that crunch is kind of a big big issue in the industry and you know every studio kind of does it like even microsoft studios even though they just don't come on and say it. so i would assume that they're not going to do more crunch than, than they're doing now. Um, I think they're going to kind of stay the course a little bit, but I do definitely see a blaze sights point in them. Maybe stopping, release dates that far in advance and maybe just announcing them kind of when they're it's ready. unnecessary but John, think about this the question?
0: release dates that far in advance is unnecessary but it was it, it seemed like even at the time it seemed like they were trying to make a statement more than anything yeah. more than even getting people hyped about the date. It's just like this thing is ready and this is when it's coming out like it seemed to get meta about it. i think that's that's the take there so what else was the question though i kind of got to sidetrack there what else did you oh ask? he
1: was asking about you know do you think xbox will you know le- take this feedback oh and crunch maybe crunch more crunch Um, so
0: i think uh we're actually seeing maybe uh hopefully this is actually true i'm just going to take this as as, at the word that when we see delays it is avoiding crunch i don't know that to be the case it could mean that it's just an extended period of crunch where which i think that we've seen articles and opinions on on that sort of thing It, it could just mean instead of crunching from july until november it's july through whatever first quarter of 2023 um but, but i'm gonna take it for the word that this is going to reduce crunch and so what we're actually seeing here is a transition from short-term behavior trying to crunch to get the thing out immediately to longer-term behavior which is r- reduce crunch but um, uh, dates getting missed and being unsure of how to how to do this because i feel like if they could have avoided crunch to begin with they would have just avoided crunch Right. So Mm -hmm. there's a learning that comes along with this. So if you're not counting on a crunch period of the last couple of months before our launch date, then something has to change. And part of like collateral damage on that is you're going to miss your dates. So I think that maybe Mm -hmm. we'll get back to a point in time where maybe there's a a better way to plan out these projects and, and ship these games on time without the without the crunch but there's a lot of lessons that have to be learned along the way. And Microsoft has shown us time and time again, that they're playing a long game on this. So they mm-hmm. they can, they can weather the storm, I guess, but this is, this is definitely them activating that, that plan of they've got to be more long-term than short-term.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, and again, just, it's one of those things too, where, you know, you're in a creative industry like making games. It's just like when you're making films and stuff like that too. Like, you know, as much as we don't want to have crunch in a lot of these industries, it's it's very tough to make any any large, you know, big budget creative thing on a nine to five work schedule every single Right. It just it doesn't work that way. And as someone as someone who works in the entertainment industry, I can definitely tell you from my from, you know, what I work at my job. Like, it's just, it sometimes you
0: got to do whatever like, it takes. But yeah, with sometimes that, you got to do what you got to do. It right? it, people so, are right to call people out for saying, like, I can't believe they delayed this game. It's like you just said crunch
1: is bad. Like, stop mm. it that's what i
0: gotta say about that
1: yeah exactly so but yeah i i think you're right i think their xbox is playing the long game with this morning. yeah i think i think like especially now that we know starfield i would assume for sure it's coming out next year at this oh point man. Like it doesn't get delayed again i don't think. yeah so um be, besides that you know we'll probably get hellblade or some other games from microsoft next year so i think like next year even though this year is going to be kind of a little bit of a letdown for xbox i think next year in particular like I know that the rhetoric has been out there like ev- next year. Saying, oh, yeah. Next year will always be the, the year for Xbox. But I really, truly believe 2023 will be a big year for just Xbox, like the flames, with Star- just like Calgary
0: Flames. 2022 just, is going to be like a letdown maybe next year.
1: You I know what you I'm saying? So much, Sean. Um, but I'm going to bring another question as well that kind of pertains to this topic as well. This comes to us from the Muffin Mon, a.k.a. Kevin Ainsworth, who, uh, by the way. I don't know if you saw this, Sean. Was our Smash Brothers yes. champion. He represented carpool gaming in a Smash Brothers tournament over the weekend. And uh, he crushed it then. He did an amazing job. So go to games. Kevin says, since the Starfield Redfall delay, I've been seeing this narrative among certain members of the community that Game Pass should be called Indie Pass and that the value isn't adding up. Do you think that this is a concern? And how are you feeling about the value of Game Pass lately? Hmm. So... I think it just depends on how you look at Game Pass, because first of all, I think that the value of Game Pass, whenever we talk about Game Pass drops and we're going to talk about one, you know, in a few minutes as far as, you know, the, the rest of this month. I think you're getting a lot of bang for your buck still for Game Pass, as long as you're OK with it being com- coming from third party games. Um, Agreed. If you sign up for Game Pass for just first party day and date exclusives. I think that's where the biggest issue is. And 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 to be fair, like, I can't blame anyone for feeling that way because that's the crux of Mar- Microsoft's marketing is that they're marketing Game Pass and you like play the the Xbox title, like uh, Xbox first party titles day and date with your Game Pass subscription. But if there aren't any coming out for a year, like we're probably going to see this year, Sean, Damn. Like, you, you can't really factor that into that. It, it really is on the, the back of the third parties. And again, to, to Kevin's point, a lot of indie titles as well. But I don't I don't think it diminishes the you know, the value of Game Pass this year but i do think it changes that what you're going to get from game pass because i also think that maybe this frees up money for microsoft to maybe go out and you know nab a bigger first uh, uh, bigger triple a third party game day and date for game pass later in the it year. doesn't free up money um, at all
0: it actually makes them spend twice as much they got extended d- development time on starfield now they got to make up for it with extra dollars on whatever the heck else is gonna come out that they can lock down so it's definitely a, it yeah. puts them in a challenging position <laughs> on that front um i want to battle the the notion of that it's indie game pass like guardians of the galaxy indie darling um mass effect andromeda absolute indie darling like what is it like jedi fallen order what are you guys even talking about these are amazing games on this front i will say on that to uh, to counter my own because people are like oh my gosh what a what a fanboy yeah, that of course I, I do think that when, when we go over these are the games that are coming to Game Pass, I have been not stoked about it lately. However, <laughs> we can't look at the entirety of Game Pass based on what comes out in May and what just started coming out in April. Like there's a ton that has been coming out month after month after month, that there is still this collection of really good games on Game Pass. That doesn't change. And I feel like we simplified this conversation into things that sound like console wars for the sake of that rather than open up the app and tell me that it's an indie game pass thing there's mm. lots of big gr- great games and like are you done forza horizon 5 i know you're done with that game but that game is great and will be great for <laughs> a long time and people should be playing that no matter what mlb the show great game See if thieves still good battlefront like dude i'm just like combing through this thing it's a it's a great service i'm not going to I'm not going to take anything away from it. But I want I want those from a podcaster standpoint and from somebody who likes hype. I would love for the next announcement they have for Game Pass to go like, yes, like that game. I'm stoked about that one. Even something like Evil Dead. I would have liked for Evil Dead to come out on Game Pass. That would have been maybe middling, but still something to get excited about, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, in fact, it, it would have completed the the trifecta because like the three biggest games of the month would have been on Game Pass. And to be fair, we don't really have like a big game this month. But we had, we would have had Trek to Yomi and Iodin Chronicles and Evil Dead on Game Pass. Kind of proving
0: game the point though. It. Like I see where people are going with it, like because because they're reacting yeah. to maybe this month or last month as they were added, but they don't go away after a month. It's not like no games with gold or ps plus like those games stay like they're just announced at that time and they join a group of other games i get a little frustrated when people are so simple to make a point you know what i'm saying like think a little like think a little more than your silly argument
1: i think you're asking too much of people
0: i i obviously (laughs) am yeah that that much is clear
1: (laughs) but uh anyways we should probably dive into some of the game pass games that are coming next month or sorry towards the end of the month not next month so pretty soon And there's a lot of games here so buckle in sean so first off lots of games out today her story comes to pc that's a great game definitely check it out if you've never and on pc
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. need the keyboard and on pc only Mm -hmm. uh
1: jurassic park evolution 2 which was a big game last year out on game you liked it you bought it i i played it last year and really liked it so if you if you like park building games play Jurassic dinosaurs evolution 2 yeah really good game um little witch of the woods which is in game preview is out today and then Umoragi Generation Special Edition out today as well. And then, Sean, your time has come on May 19th, Farming Simulator 22. Yes. Comes to Game Pass. Um, and on the same day, one of the games that I've been hearing a lot of rumblings about. Floppy Night. Especially from Jace in particular from our community. Vampire oh. Survivors comes to PC Game Pass on May 19th. That's a game that's like, that has like a really big cult following. Interesting. Sean, in, on PC. So that's one I'm actually I, I didn't I haven't played it yet. I kind of want to check that one out because I want to see what all the hub ups about. But then on May 24th, we're getting floppy nights, yes. which is a game that I know Matt Sawinski is very excited about. Mm-hmm. And then Hardspace shipbreaker is on PC as well the same day. And then on May 26th, we're getting a day and date third party release in Sniper Elite five. So it comes out that day game pass that same day. And then on May 27th, we're getting cricket 22 on PC and then also a day and date release pac-man museum plus which was one of the only games that i was personally planning on buying this month just coming to that's Game Pass. that's awesome so, do we know that i don't think we yeah. knew that
0: before we knew the game was coming they just announced it yesterday that's awesome yeah we definitely talked about that and i, remember, I think if we go back um to that when we talked about it I'm like i wish that that was coming to game pass that is awesome those kind of games should be like paint when you get microsoft windows it should just come with the system so if it comes with game pass that's close enough
1: yeah i mean pac-man museum awesome. was already a really promising looking collection nighttime. of pac-man games I was already very excited about it, and it's coming to Game Pass Day One, so, so like, I don't have to worry about buying. Permanent and install. That's, that's the second Bandai Namco Day and Date release we've hey. had Also, we had that and Taiko Drum Master as well. So I think, with their smaller games. I think we're going to see seeing that a lot like more it. from Bandai Namco, which is awesome to see. Maybe, maybe one day, maybe we we might get that One Piece game game Pass that'd be great this year. that what that game looks really good Doing i thought it, you
0: so. were gonna suggest that we start a cricket club of some sort like let's uh let's get a little multiplayer <laughs> community going with cricket i don't know how to play it at all but i'd learn
1: oh please we're gonna we're to rope uh farmer ribo in here we're gonna do that with farming, farming simulator. simulator i want dude i'm
0: telling you every time that game comes up I, you guys owe it to yourself put a smile on your face look up farming simulator esports i'm telling you it's a great time you'll be hooked
1: well to put a put a sad face on your Aww. face, Sean. The following games are leaving Aww. Game Pass on May 31st. EA Sports NHL 20, since we just got NHL 21 yeah. this week. Uh, same with Farming Simulator 19 for the same reasons we just talked about. Knockout City oh, is leaving Game Pass. That game's great. Resident Evil Resident Evil 7 Biohazard is leaving Game Pass. Um, by the way, there's a next gen version of that game coming out. At the end of this year, um, and I think that's why it's leaving Game Pass. So make sure to grab that now because it probably won't go on sale again um, hmm. when the next-gen version comes out. That's a trend we've been seeing a lot from Capcom. Um, and then Spellforce Three, Soul Harvest, Super Hot, Mind Control, Delete, and Yes, Your Grace. So if you want to play any of those games, na- play those games. Play them now. They're there until the 31st of the month or just grab them now while they're still on sale. Uh, uh,
0: Kevin in the chat says knockout city went free to play. So it's all good. Okay. I didn't realize that uh, actually. Okay. So that is, thank you for the heads I, up. I missed that news. Too. That's awesome. So. That game
1: is really, really good. Thank you for the save, Kevin. And then uh, last bit of news, Sean, speaking of free to play games, that's a nice segue, by the way, fall guys yeah. is officially going free to play and it's officially coming to Xbox for the very first time on Xbox one and series X and S. On June 21st. That's exciting. I mean, we haven't played Fall Guys, Sean. Bring it back. Like we used to play it a lot when the first when when it came out on playstation plus um but i'm excited about this are you, are you do you think we, we jump back we were jumping back point? in
0: most definitely yeah i am really excited and also cross progression i think i
1: heard and people are mad that it's there and not in like apex and things like that but i think that's a thing yeah um yeah i think it is a thing because everything's gonna be tied to your account awesome with, with full
0: yep gas. so yeah. bring it on over from playstation if that's where you've been playing before but yeah man that's that game mm-hmm. is super fun uh kevin's in the chat he'll jump in we'll we'll do we'll do some community game nights with that
1: yeah, They also even announced, too, that there's going to be some Game Pass perks as well, and we don't have all the details about that, but there, you will you will get some extra kudos and costumes Costume, and stuff just yes. for being a member of Game Oh my Pass. gosh, yes. So, Give me
0: some Master Chief and, oh my goodness gracious.
1: Oh, uh, I can't wait for that, but Sean, let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It's time for the carpool, because we got one question this week that wasn't about the, the Bethesda stuff. This comes to us from Edward Varnell at That Retro Code, and he asked the question, do you think Microsoft has great music in their games? Or do you think that they should and do you think they should be recognized more for it? So, Sean, I'm saddened to say that I personally don't love the music in a lot of Microsoft first party games. I mean, I I like them in the context of the game themselves, but it's just one of those things where like, you know, I remember back in the day when Halo 1 and 2 came out and As soon as I played those games and heard the music in those games, I'm like, I need to own these CDs because, you know, that was back when I was still buying CDs, Mm -hmm. essentially. Uh, So I can listen to this music over and over again because this music's great. Um, But I haven't really had that same feeling about modern uh, Microsoft games. Like, for example, when Halo Infinite came out, I wasn't immediately rushing to Spotify to go listen to the soundtrack for Halo Infinite. Like, I really felt like the music in that game was really like, um, either had older feet themes, which I was already excited were there, but then also it's had a lot of, you know, atmospheric stuff that again is good in the context of the game itself, but like, I'm not personally looking to listen to it on its own. And that's, that's usually how I judge whether or not I'm really jiving with, with songs and games in particular. Cause like a lot of RPGs, for example, with amazing music, I will go and listen to those soundtracks on repeat all the time, you know, when I'm working or um, writing or reading. Um, So I I find that those are the songs that really stick with me from video games, whereas I I just don't feel that way about a lot of Microsoft first party stuff. But Sean, am I completely wrong about this? What do you think? Anytime we talk about first party stuff, I get a little bit brain
0: broken because I'm like, do I include Bethesda? Do I include some of these other like studios that they've kind of adopted along the way? Like you mentioned And
1: to be fair, I didn't include any of the past Bethesda right. stuff. So again, Doom, for example, I love the this Doom exactly soundtrack the last and second. the Wolf inside soundtracks. So I left those out because again, that's but like if Starfield, for example, if that is amazing music, I would throw it under this umbrella.
0: Right. Okay. That, so that's fair. Um yeah. I mean, I, I think you're fair to say that. I, I don't think that there's really anything that compares to say, like, things like, like, really any RPG, JRPG, like, just always seem to have, like, these very wonderful and, and symphony kind of, kind of soundtracks to them. I, I will say, though, like, I, I think, um, Gears of War is one that doesn't necessarily pop out is when you're going to listen to while you're working but i do think that it's an impactful soundtrack but it's just a little bit of a different mm-hmm. criteria on that i think forza horizon three and forza horizon five have awesome soundtracks to them but again the more licensed music um to that to that extent and halo's halo so now i just did the classic yeah. like what does xbox have forza gears and halo and that's kind of it yeah like it's, it's funny because it is a cliche and it's a stereotype but it's like what 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 else do you want me to say <laughs> like what what other games yeah. should i like go to like sea of thieves i guess probably has one but i don't really i don't really play that yeah. but yeah definitely not a a hallmark of xbox games it's not like i go to xbox games for for the music um but i'll be very yeah. curious to see what's in their new slate of of experiences because yeah there's there's a whole bunch of different types of games so hopefully part of that comes back with a a focus yeah. on music
1: that's my line of thinking it's like i'm anticipating like more of the games coming out like i i i i'm very excited to hear that like the perfect dark soundtrack because i think they could do a lot of cool stuff with that like maybe mm-hmm. it's especially from the trailer too because it almost sounds like it's got like this like 80s tone to it um which i'm really digging so like i, I think like games like that are going to have some great yeah. music coming out and then any of the bethesda games going forward i think are always usually have great yeah. music anyways so Um, I think we can start lumping them in, especially, you know, when we get that announcement of the Quake remake, Sean, um, we'll probably be talking about the music in that game. Dude. I mean, famously going back to Quake 1, where where Trent Reznor did the music for that game.
0: Yes. Trent Reznor is just kind of doing everything, man. He did the social network soundtrack, the Facebook movie. He did. Yeah. Amazing.
1: He did. But anyway, Sean, I think that's going to do it for this week's (gasps) show. But before we go, Sean plugs. You can find
0: me on Twitter and on Twitch at Sean Capri. Sean like Connor, Capri like the pants. And I, um,
1: hmm. Buy the merch. The merch is good stuff, man. Uh, that's all, that's all yeah. I got to say. The only merch you don't want to buy is an Edmonton Oilers merch.
0: Damn, and you, you stuck one in there <laughs> at the end.
1: Oh. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turfer. You can find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming on YouTube.com slash Carpool Gaming and on podcast services around the globe. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 241 of the Xbox Drop. Only nine more episodes, but for 250 and we're out. If you're listening
0: to this live then you haven't seen the game yet, but if you're listening on free feeds from podcast services around the globe, you'll be celebrating with me as the Edmonton Oilers have already beaten the Calgary Flames and they're going to go down in five games, I predict, are right no, here. No. Goodbye, bye-bye, bye-bye, no, bye-bye, no. bye-bye, The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 90 patrons who support us each and every month. With a special thanks to our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from Quest for Pixels. You can subscribe to that amazing channel at youtube.com slash quest for pixels with a number four. Dallas Ford, Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown, who has a new album called In My Element on Spotify and Apple Music. Download it right now. Drew Agnew, the handsome host of the House of Mario podcast. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Skinny Matt, who's hosting Carpool Gaming Community Game Night. So follow him at twitch.tv slash skinny And all the links are in the show notes. So please support these amazing and especially ultimate producers. Platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Dano, Marcus McCracken, Mostly Martinez, Becky Ruben Navarro, and Robbie Bobby Miller, and RJ Kern. And our gold members: Anna, Argo, Ashley Nicholson, Cecily Carota, Dallas Robbins, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, The Snack Network, Tom Danks, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. With a special acknowledgement to Tony Baker and Skinny Matt. Now at that ultimate level, and welcome John Thirty Two, our newest patron. If you'd like to support the Xbox Drive, go to patreon.com slash carpoolgaming and choose the tier that is right for you.